Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> shit. That's a ooh, this isn't good. That's a beer soaked into the rug. Yeah. That <laughs> That's um how did that happen? Did you see what happened there? You are drinking at like three PM, nothing good can come of that. Okay. It's Sunday. <laughs> you need to quit. <laughs> okay. So if if you all want, I can I can kinda like talk about my experience with Mormon schooling in general. Because I did a lot of like LDS Ooh, like that would be really interesting. Restoration education type stuff. Ooh. Yeah, that would be awesome. And uh we could like tie it into did you have like I mean obviously I haven't had personal run-ins with the BYU Honor Code, but my family has. And then you have like similar, but you probably had like at other schools and other school systems, you probably had like similar issues mm-hmm. come along with that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now for me, back, back, back in those days, I was a, uh, I can't say I was a devout Christian, but I was really good at pretending to be one. Mm. Okay. Right? Because I can't really say like, I, I, I have a world's view, right? And with that worldview, I don't think it's possible for me to be um, Christian, at least. It's not to say that I, I don't believe in a God, but if there is a God, is it really the one that everybody's talking about? Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to know? So I can't really commit to something like that. And then just all this age-old doctrine of just really weird shit. Like, it, I, I don't buy it. And I never really did. Like, I buy into the whole mathematical universe this a lot of deterministic behavior and things like that and everything is determined by the likes of math yeah you know and that's how i always thought about it before i even knew what the hypothesis was i just thought of it like that because i i think in terms of math with really anything mm-hmm. like anything that comes along it's, it's more mathematical to me and that's just how i think right but with that with that worldview a humongous thing is path of least resistance right so why would this you know insane like omnipotent being even be allowed to exist in a world that dictate well in a universe that is dictated by capitalist resistance and the only the only way I could kind of comprehensive um, you know comprehensively like identify God I guess is if there was you know some kind of alien species that had advanced to such a level that we would we would um you know, consider them to be gods of the universe. Or now I don't entertain this hypothesis much because it doesn't do anybody any good. And it's just kind of a meme, Mm -hmm. but there's also the possibility that we're in a simulation. Oh yeah. 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 But I don't, I don't really like that hypothesis very much because what good does it do anybody? Right. Well, that's what a lot of like all of the, like even just the term atheist is such a blanket term like people are like oh could I be can I call myself an atheist if I think there's like a possibility that ghosts could be real like like there could be a possibility of anything being yeah at that point it's just not productive but if just if you decide to say that you believe in its existence despite evidence or not like you could just be like well there's no evidence for this but I I imagine there could like there's always a possibility like that's still like there's just a lot of different like, sub terms and yeah, it's just mm-hmm. not productive. And that's why I kind of yeah. brought it up like that. It's just it's just off the hook. Yeah, yeah. So why even why even like give it 
a fraction of my mind to even think about. I have more important things to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, everyone, welcome to the Happy Valley Heathens podcast. We're finally back. We knew we were moving. Now we're here and we're trying to get back on track. We still are not prepared, but we've got <laughs> three of us here to discuss um, a few things. We've got Xander here with us. And to he is going to talk a little bit about growing up within um, just the institutions within church education system. And uh, we're going to tie that into some of the honor code issues that are happening at BYU right now. Just, they're pretty interesting. Um, a lot of uh, segregation going on, or a, not segregation, but just division with Deseret nationalists and progressive Mormons and uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting topic, but um, yeah, so for those of you who are new to the podcast, we may have to start deleting old episodes to upload this. I'm not sure where we're going to be at when we <laughs> upload, but uh, I'm Justice. I'm an environmental science major here at school and an officer in the Atheist and Agnostic Club. Um, we have Haley here. Yep, I'm Haley. I'm a botany major. I'm also an officer with the Atheist and Agnostic Club. And I'm Xander. Um, I'm a computer science and math double major. Um, I can't say that I'm quite an officer yet in the Atheist and Agnostic Club, but, you know. He is active. I am very active. And he comes to table. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so Xander was telling us a little bit about that process growing up, but um, we're going to probably include some of what he his views instead of intro before where we where we have heard that before you're hearing this part but um Zena, do you want to go in a little bit more about just how uh what that was like like in an accelerated church education program or yeah so i feel like before i kind of just dive into the story it needs a bit of context um i was brought up in the church as you could probably imagine um and I did a lot of accelerated schooling. So part of what that kind of looked like is once I hit about um, fourth grade, I did a ton of testing because up up until fourth grade, I was just, I was just in a charter school, which is, you know, it's a, it's a charter school. It wasn't really particularly religious, but it was, it was more patriotic, I guess. It was kind of like a more like, Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, Liberty Academy. The, actually, the place was called John Hancock Charter School. Yeah, they were just like founding fathers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it was, did it have like that Christian nationalist bend, though? Of course it did. Uh, it's Utah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had a bit of that. But it, it wasn't like, it was still kind of dictated by uh, enough by the government to say, hey, you can't like inject everything you want into into your um, curriculum you know so it was still secular but all of the um all of the teachers were kind of were kind of just especially when teaching history it was just very 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 conservatively bent if that makes sense but anyway aside from all that i did a lot of testing once i got out of fourth grade um, because my parents thought I was, you know, the special snowflake that was, everybody, every parent thinks their kid's a special snowflake. You think you're pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. But they wanted me to do some testing to see if I really should be in fourth grade because, um, I don't know. Apparently some teachers had talked to them and said, Hey, there's something going on. So they're like, okay, okay, okay. We'll give you some testing. 
So they gave me some testing and they found out that I should actually be a lot higher than I actually was. So I, um, so I, I did fifth grade kind of all, all this, all these tests were being, you know, processed and I was still doing them because it's not like I did all of them in every, in one day. It took, it took the span of a few months, but eventually what happened is I went from fifth grade straight into 11th grade. Yikes. Yeah. So I was 10 in fifth grade and then, um, I did a little bit of just kind of like transitional schooling, basically just like, okay, here's what you missed on the gap for a year. They must have done wonders for your dating life. Oh, well, well, yeah, exactly. Right. Young me. Oh yeah. We can, we can get to that. That's been a, that's been a fun, and, fun and interactive experience. <laughs> but I, I, I started 11th grade when I was, um, 11. Well, no, I was, uh, kind of 11. It, it's weird because the school that I transferred to, the grades didn't really matter. It was just kind of how close you were to graduating because high school, like all four years of high school is just a mesh because the school was small. It was a, um, it was grades five through 12 and there were maybe about 120 students in all those grades. Right. So what they would do is, um, for all the high school classes, they would, they would all be like on a rotation. Like the history classes would have a four year rotation. Right. And, um, in one room you'd have the 11th and 12th graders. And in another room you'd have the ninth and 10th, ninth and 10th graders. Like they would divide the grades up by groups of two grades and just have them in the same class, have them in like the, the same math and math was on a four year, um, on a four year rotation. Of course, the math that was kind of earlier would be geared towards the ninth and 10th graders. And the math that was kind of later would be geared towards 11th and 12th graders and things like that. And, you know, the, the same was the case for like English and classes like that. Um, but anyways, that's aside from the point. So that's where I'm at. And I'm a lot younger than everybody else. So um, I didn't have friends in school, but this was also kind of nice for one reason, because it's just, the whole social culture there was actually something that I kind of didn't want to be a part of anyway. Mm. And I had an excuse to be excluded <laughs> because nobody <laughs> wanted to talk to me in the first place. Yeah. It's like, I'm 10. I don't know what to Yeah, exactly. But, um, but anyway, this was, this was a, um, the school that I ended up transferring to that was this really, really small school was this, um, was this really religious private school. I'm not, I'm not going to name it, but, um, it was, it was a religious private school that was, specifically um lds and i i can't i don't know if it was like um endorsed by the church or anything like that but it, it was private it was ran by people who really really adhered to church values and things like that so let's take history for example because um history like i th- i thought my history teacher was um he was he was good at teaching i'll put it that way <laughs> but what he would do is um, any historical event that that happened, right? Um, ju- just name anything from American history to, um, you know, Renaissance, anything like that. And there was always some um, theological tie-in, right? Whether it, whether it be to um, a book of scripture or whether it be to some kind of doctrine, some church talk or whatever, it would always be tied in, right? So my kind of idea of like um, church history, like Bible and Book of Mormon and things like that, 
it's actually really, really tied into real history. That's, that's kind of how I was taught. It was just interwoven. It was interwoven, right? And it's like, okay, by this bit of history from 500 years ago, we can actually explain this part of the Bible and the prophecies mm. thereof. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just kind of, yeah, try to just apply everything through that lens, through that biblical lens and through the... Exactly. I guess also the Book of Mormon, Doctrine of Covenants, that type of thing. Right. Especially when it came to like American continental history, mm-hmm. huge Book of Mormon influences, right? When, um, you know, when people, when people talk about the Spanish invasion of the Americas and things like that, you know, that, that part of history in like the 1500s and everything, um, that was hugely just, um, really, really a Book of Mormon geared, like the civilizations that were down there were actually, you know, kind of, you know, post Book of Mormon era kind of civilizations that, that have prospered because of whatever. I can't remember, (laughs) but (laughs) it was, it was really that kind of like geared education right and especially with um with with writing as well like english and everything um it's it's not like you can teach the language and the grammar by like through the bible or anything like that because that's outdated mm-hmm. you know but what we would do is our assignments would actually be church geared assignments so our, our writing assignments or essays we would have to um we'd have to do research on, you know, an LDS topic and kind of present it that way. But, um, but that's just kind of standard stuff that you would expect from a religious school, you know, religion is going to be injected in the curriculum because it's a religious private school. But, um, but another interesting thing was they had a, um, well, they had a couple things. One, they kind of had a, a little bit of an honor code. Basically think of the school as BYU prep school. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So they had um, they had the same grooming standards as BYU. They they also had the same um, you know dress code standards as BYU. Which is probably a big problem because you're probably going a pretty impressive beard there. Um, Ten years old, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really impressive beard. Although um, <laughs> when I did transfer, I had, I had quite long hair, and I did have to you know oh, deal really? with that. Okay. Yeah, it was about it was about down here, I think. And pointing to his uh, yeah, I was bound down to my neck. neck. Yeah, low yeah, neck. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I forget that I'm not having a conversation. <laughs> you are having a conversation, but just with blind eat, people. There's a lot of people eavesdropping on this conversation. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of people <laughs> and people that can't see me. But um, no. <clears throat> but you know, the honor code was kind of basic, just like um. I, th- I think you had to have a temple recommend, actually. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. They, they have. And, and the reason they um, kind of brought it up this way, well, they kind of had it this way, was um, just it's a really, really easy way for them to tell, are you doing all these things right in your life? So they would have, to, they would have you have to have a temple recommend. Mm. And they would, um, what they would have you do, actually, is they would have you... Um, take your bishop. It, it wasn't like this formal, like sheet of paper or anything like that, but it was, it was just like, it was just like a little form that the bishop filled out and basically said, um, student of this name has completed their temple recommended is found to be worthy of going to the temple, blah, 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 blah. Basic kind of stuff. Like ecclesiastical endorsement. For the Essentially. Yes. Ecclesiastical endorsement to continue going to school. And that was required. How how often are temple recommends to be renewed? 
I think it was, I think they required it every school year, not every semester, but every school year, they required you to renew that. Mm. So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, strict. It's like, okay, you have to have it done now. Right. But so if you were going there and you were under, let's see, so you were like fifth grade, right? Yeah. So you have to be 12, I think, to get the yes. like, baptism for the dead temple. Yes, right? you do. Did they make an exception for you? Yes, they did. Oh. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, because this was, this was only for the students that were, um, this was actually only for the students that were over 16. Oh, okay. Right. So the exception that they made for me was just my age. They're like, well, you're not over 16, so you don't have to do it because, um, it, it was weird because I, I think the main reason they were doing it was, um, to promote chastity. Right. Yeah. And apparently, if you're under 16, that's not even, like, a thing on your mind, you know? I didn't even know that yeah. sex was... I didn't even know the word sex until I was 23, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know it, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's, that's what they did. when you, upon, upon turning 16, they're like, there, there are more restrictions. The dress code is actually a little bit um, tougher once you turn 16. Yeah, basically less skin showing. You had to dress a little bit nicer. And was they, this mostly geared towards the women? Yes. Ah. I was going to yes, ask yes, that yes. same thing. Like, what are the differences there? What was, who wore the, the weight? So what, what the guys wore actually didn't really change. But the, what the women's, women wore had to change a bit. Mm. Um, you know, the, the woman had to kind of, you know, kind of wear, you know, high cut. Um, t-shirts if they wanted to wear t-shirts whereas it wasn't really a humongous requirement for the young girls it had to be a requirement for the older girls they viewed they viewed this as being more lax but in fact it just perpetuated an era of actually just you know really it, it, it was just demeaning to the older girls right because it's like oh you didn't have this um requirement but now that you look more appealing you have these requirements mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's just if if the if the requirements were blanket requirements, it would actually be better. Yeah. <laughs> it would be better. It would be it would technically be more constrict constricting, but it would be way more, you know, mentally healthy for, you know, all the students. Now that now that you're fourteen, your shoulders are looking mighty. mighty <laughs> got some fine. sexy shoulders over yeah, there. You you gotta got, cover them up. Yeah, I got to cover those porn shoulders, please. <laughs> Nobody wants to be seeing those. That's the work of the devil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they, so that leading into that kind of uh, honor code type, like dictate the dress, dictate how you look, like they made you cut your hair, yeah, like they're changing standards as you become more towards like sexually active age, I guess. So they're yes, kind of, yes, yes. But um, yeah, how how. Uh, did that impact you? Like as you, as you, cause you were, mm-hmm. cause you graduated, you would have graduated roughly. I mean, did you graduate from before, from high school before you were, you know, 15, 16? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well before then. So okay. I, gra- I grad. so I did, um, concurrent enrollment, like college education at the same time as high school. Take three. Take three. Okay, we are, this has been a technical glitch within. We're trying the iPad for recording, and it has been rough. And we realized we lost about a good fifteen minutes of 
Xander's wife. <laughs> Just gone to the minutes, I'll never get back. We, he's never going to get that time back. He's never coming back on the show. <laughs> I would like to say that this is all Waylon's fault. Waylon? Waylon. Why hast thou forsaken? Where did you go with your microphone and your, your technology skills and your hosting abilities? <laughs> so we, we lost. What did we lose? We lost. Not everything. Every single thing. Pretty lot. much, because because yeah. right right when it ended, I started talking about the fact that um, oh now I'm in high school. Oh no! Yeah, no, because we talked about graduation. Oh no, we talked, and then you talked about. So well, the last thing I was on that recording was I was like, well now, well I was also doing current enrollment as well. Okay, and that's how I like lead it. Okay, into, and right? then you led into how you kind of developed that program at that school. Yes. And so I, I, I can, I can kind of give, you know, I can just, I can just kind of give the same story. Yeah. You, yeah. Spin it. Um, get us to, um, BYU. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, restoration education, <laughs> which is, that's literally what they called it. They called it restoration education. And it rhymes, and it's great, and it's wonderful. It's fun to say, so it must be a fun thing to do. Right. Yeah. Right. It makes me feel the power of Jesus close to me. Mm-hmm. And even closer to me um, now that I've passed the point of um, poetry. Yes. But, um, so... I did, I just did a bunch of like testing and kind of accelerated education and a lot of that stuff when I was, when I was younger. So once I started high school, um, I started high school in 11th grade. So I, I only did the last two years of high school and I was 11 at this point. So I did a bunch of jumps, a bunch of grade skipping, a bunch of testing, a bunch of fun stuff like that. Anywho, um, at the same time though, I was also doing the current enrollment classes. So I was doing college classes at the same time concurrently with my high school classes. So as to get an associate's degree by the time I graduated with my high school diploma, which did eventually happen. So I did graduate with a high school diploma and a college associate's degree by the time I was What was your associate's degree in? So my associate's degree was in history and political science. Okay. Right. Um, Which was also fun because I I was studying, I, I was doing my political science classes in 2015. That's pre-election season. Yeah. Yeah. That's when people were actually realizing, oh, Trump's actually, you know, you know, happening. Right. But my, um, my school is pro-Trump, believe it or not. Wow. Crazy. That's, I mean, he's a very, very strong, standing moral character. Yes, he He has. He holds very many Christian values. Right. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Such as misogyny, xenophobia, uh, greed. Greed. Uh, Greed's a really, really good one. Yeah, it's very, very Christ-like individual. Right. Probably the best that I can think of right now. Like, to the point where I almost think that he was chosen by God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not, you're not one of that. <laughs> oh, I know. You know? All too well. Yeah. You know, my, my orange man up there is just like a traffic cone directing traffic. <laughs> God raises up the weak and he will tell you this 
<laughs> Christian nation that doesn't mention God in their constitution. <laughs> I think that's an episode right there. Yeah. Um, we the people. Mm-hmm. We the people. Of our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. So my political science classes, even though they're outsourced from UVU, I did have conservative professors because, you know, the, the best Mormon kids get brought up by conservative teachers, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's how you keep them Mormon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was doing all this stuff and that was, that was fun. So I've, I've had my couple of years experience with just kind of church education and it was really, really interesting how they did it because my, my college classes, you know, they weren't really injected religiously because they were college classes. You know, I was, I was doing them through university that had nothing to do with the church at all. Um, although my political science professor was just, I mean, it's, it's Utah. A lot of them happen to be quite conservative, but, um, anyway, um, Yes. Religion edu- in, um, injected into education where it doesn't belong. That was basically my two years. Um, so history was, was probably the, big, the biggest one because it, it was just... Um, imagine scripture as historical text. Okay, So we have all this genuine, real, confirmed, actual history. You know, anything from like, you know, the Middle Ages down to now, you know, Renaissance history, what kind of happened with that? We did even like some segmentation on art history, right? And there, there's definitely a lot of religion injected into art history, you know? So that makes sense why they would talk about religion there. That's one thing I'll give them. I agree that you should probably talk about the religious, you know, meanings behind yes. art. Contextual. The contextual to art history. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But what doesn't make sense is when you say that um, Christopher Columbus and all the other Spaniards came over here um, to punish the native peoples for their wrongdoings to God in the Book of Mormon. That's yeah. weird. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's a compelling argument. But... It's a compelling <laughs> argument, right? As if they hadn't been eradicated already five times in the Book of Mormon, you know, over different generations, and then sprouted back up, and, you know, all kinds of things. You can't get rid of them. No, you can't. No. They're like this weed. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> The official answer. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer. disclaimer, disclaimer. This is all a joke. This is this is what I love to call on satire. <laughs> no, yeah, like uh, that's 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 like some of my favorite stories of the Old Testament, where they're just like, okay, um, hi, my name's God. I am calling you to go and murder a bunch of women and children because I am very mad at them. I don't like women and children. Yeah, he does. Why does he keep making them? He, I mean, he had to flood the entire world at least once. Right. It's out of control. Well, except for the good ones. He does not have a handle on this. No. Very, very just bad science project gone gone awry. He lost control a long time ago. Yeah. But only the good ones were allowed to be saved. Those within um, a 40 mile radius of Noah that actually listened to him. Well, well, every animal from every continent made it there. Mm-hmm. Not. I mean, there were, there were like gazelle ancestors mm-hmm. in North America that just galloped across the Atlantic Ocean and they made it through Noah's Ark. That happened. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Godspeed. Ask him now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all this 
church doctrine and it wasn't it wasn't just the book of mormon things like that it was also you know biblical texts you know old testament new testament you know things like the, even the pearl of great price and also a lot of philosophies in the doctrine and covenants um it was basically this whole history repeats itself so we're going to look at situations in the you know old and new testament the book of mormon things like that treat them as you know ancient historical texts and say look how it repeats itself here this is actually confirmation of the prophecies foretold and things like that. Mm. And that was basically my history class. So no, no, nothing that we, that we learned about, you know, genuine historical fact was actually standalone. It was, it was interwoven. It was basically like you have this braid, right? And, and it was just um, the Book of Mormon, the Bible, and real history just in this three-way braid. And it was, it was one string, Right. You there wasn't there was no separating it because once you separated it, I mean, you lost you know its structural integrity. The structural integrity of the curriculum was geared around the church philosophies and the teachings and the histories and the in the scriptures mm. and things like that. And that's how my history classes went, you know, which is to be expected. It's it's a religious private school. That's to be expected. And, um, but that was, that was probably the, the worst of it, I would say that was, that was about as, you know, especially with that kind of class as far as far as you can go, like considering any other classes, you know, because I I think, I think the next one was, um, my, my writing classes and, and my, my English classes and all those kind of things, because, um, they would just give you, you know, church related assignments. So write about um, this this topic. Do do research do research on this moral topic about this talk, or or about this like church philosophy or whatever. And then then do your whole write up essay spiel on it. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I think one more comment I have to make about another one of my classes was my anatomy and physiology class. Mm-hmm. High school high school anatomy and physiology, not college. Um, what is the sexual reproductive section of the book? I don't know what that is. They, is it, oh, they, they skipped over it. They skipped over it. Wow. Oh, yes. That's, hmm. mm-hmm. That's dangerous. It's, it's a bit dangerous <laughs> because this is a class full of a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds. No matter how much you're indoctrinating them, like. Okay, but right. one thing you're forgetting. Right. All of these kids, they're holding temper recommends. There's no way they could get that if they were being sexually active at all. It's, it's this is true. This is true. And this is the fail. They should have the gift of discernment. Right. They do. <laughs> yeah, they, do. They, they know whether I'm being a good little boy or not. Oh, yeah. Obviously. They're, they see you when you're sleeping. They see you when you're awake. They see you when you're jacking off in the shower. Mm-hmm. No. They know all this. They do know. I, I know they know. <laughs> Because of my patriarchal blessing, basically telling me, ooh, don't jack off in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but no, they skipped over the whole section. The whole section on literally this, like, part of the body. Like, anything from here. Like, male, yeah, male and female anatomy. Just didn't want you to see those, um... Uh, graphics. They're, no, those anatomical diagrams are. They're pretty spicy. provocative. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty hot. Yeah, like, I'm down. 
but and and for, and for the girls it was it was worse because um it's an anatomy class okay mm-hmm. um so for for the guys you have this whole no no square here but for girls you also have here too oh it's a whole rectangle it's just it's, your it, entire torso it's literally your entire torso for the girls right so um what what's the sexual reproductive system on both sides and also, we, we didn't go over the anatomy of, you know, female breasts or anything like that. Just because, you know, that's, um, that's sexually provocative. Ooh. And these, these are young teenagers that don't need to learn about, you know, their bodies, right? And it, it, it's just weird because especially, I, th- I think this is, you know, this is harmful for a lot of reasons. But um, think about women for one, right? Um, why on earth would parents be sending their kids to such a school if they didn't believe in these values, right? So do you really think um, women are being educated on their bodies at home? Oh, absolutely. Like, no. Yeah, they're no. not. No. It's... And they're not being educated on their bodies at school, right? And at church, it's literally just like, mm-hmm. that's evil. We don't do it. We don't talk about it. And you're married, it's magical and wonderful, and it's the best thing in the world. And, right, right, and you have right. no idea what you're doing. Is that, yeah, right. Yeah. It's just, that is one thing I always thought was kind of hilarious in public school when, especially here, when you can't, like, your parents can opt you out of, like, the sexual reproduction section in health class if they want to teach you themselves, they're never going to fucking do that. No, they're not. They just, they pull you out. They never teach you. Right. Yep. And it's, it's really good to be informed. And the reason I say it's, it's probably just a bit worse for women is one, because of, you know, the whole misogyny and everything in the church itself. That, that just adds a whole layer on top of it. And secondly, um, just a woman's body. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly say it. it's more high maintenance i guess you have to take care of it more you have to spend more intensive care on it well yeah there's like menstrual cycles yeah exactly like, that's yeah. kind of what I'm where it's like it's very regular like right you know body processes that are they just require hygiene like, yeah exactly and and, and, <laughs> and for a guy i mean you just you, you shower and you and you make sure you're not like you don't have an infection that's that's about that's about as far as it goes you know but um but if if you're not even like being educated in that in the home or in school, like, um, guess what? You're going to start dating whether you like it or not. And it's not like they're going to teach you their sexual reproductive system in college. They don't teach you that stuff. They expect you to know it. You're adults in college, Mm -hmm. right? So what's going to happen is, um, teenagers are sexually curious, regardless of how indoctrinated they are. They, They are curious. And you're going to have a lot of people that are going to get into sexual situations and have no idea what to do. No way to handle themselves. No way to... Nope. Like, going to be way too afraid to go out and buy condoms. What if someone sees you? Right. Yeah. They don't know where to draw the line. They don't know where to... They don't know even what... How to communicate. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like, exactly. So even in public... I went to Utah public school and like... They don't talk about consent. They don't talk about relationships. They, they don't, don't talk, talk about, about contraception. They don't talk about any regular aspect of a sexual relationship. They don't talk about, um, uh, yeah, like being emotionally supportive or in, like connected with someone. They don't talk about how to navigate, um, you know, complex situations or even like abuse or sexual harassment or like what, what is, what does it mean if someone 
raped you. Like they never touch. They just like this is the anatomy of the penis. This is the anatomy of the uterus. Like it's and then abstinence. That's yeah, it's like don't do anything. All right, kids, like, <laughs> move yeah. on. Like it's mm-hmm. and it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, yeah it's it is incredibly dangerous. And even from the from let's say from the view of somebody that supports abstinence until marriage, right? Think of it like this. When else are they going to learn? What else are they going to learn? Uh, past high school. They're going to be moved out pretty soon, too. You definitely don't want to teach them because you're for abstinence. So, when else are they going to learn about it? When else are they going to learn how to take care of the bodies? Maybe the best time to learn is when they're kind of starting to, kind of starting to think about relationships like that. Maybe in high school. And it may, maybe, maybe this is a controversial idea, but maybe have a health class. That's crazy. Ooh. I don't, I hate it. I, I hate mean, it. this is getting out of control. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd be down. <laughs> but it's an idea. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, that, that wasn't, that wasn't a thing. And also, um, I had a college nutrition class as well. And, and you're probably thinking like, well, how, how nutrition, you know, have the same problems as this anatomy class? Well, this is, a, this is an LDS high school. Um, Lots of unexpected things can happen here. So my, my mom actually was the college professor for my college nutrition class, which is kind of neat. But, and the reason why I bring that up is because I was actually more involved in this whole kind of process. So it's a nutrition class. And my mom, being as informed as she is on it, she, she was a personal trainer and she was a nutritionist for a long time. She was very qualified to teach this course. She wasn't just teaching it because we needed a professor. She was actually very qualified. But um, you're going to talk about eating disorders in a nutrition class. Mm-hmm. That's part of the course. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about anorexia. How on earth are you going to see the real effects of anorexia if you don't show a human body? Right? Because they didn't show any sort of, like, any sort of medical graphic that had any sort of, like, nudity whatsoever. Just Well, we did, actually. Oh. My, my mom. My mom is LDS, but she's more along the lines of a body's a body. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> and she wasn't raised in the church either. She's a convert. So, for her, she hates the culture and everything about it, but she just... It's just something spoke to her about the doctor. I can respect that. You know what I mean? She, she doesn't propagate the toxic culture. But anyway, so um, she um, she showed some images of, you know, anorexic people. And also, you know, kind of, we, we, we just kind of discussed it. And, you know, those images came up in class. Parents were upset. Parents were really mad. Wow, really? Not because they were talking about anorexia. But just for the images. Just for the images of the body. Because um, I'm not saying anorexia can't happen to men, but it's um, it tends to be prevalent in women. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of these images were of half-naked female bodies. Right? And it was also especially, um, in my mom's view, it was, it, was, it was geared towards the woman because at least in LDS society and culture, it's harder for the woman to speak up about problems like these. So she geared it more towards the woman in the class. Right? You know, for those reasons, because she knew kind of the misogyny and everything that was going on. But um, my parents were upset. Parents were 
really, really mad. How can you be showing this in, in class? And basically, my mom was like, this is a college class. If your kids aren't ready to be adults, drop them out of the, out of the program. And a few kids actually dropped out. Wow. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine like that's the kids like first interaction with a new human figure? Oh, it wasn't nude. It wasn't nude. Oh, what? what? It was only half nude. It was basically women in about underwear level clothing. Oh my. Wow. Right. And it dropped the class over. So there wasn't actual actual nudity. There was just a lot of skin showing. At what point did they expect to like change these? So... Oh, their kid is so smart and so mature and so ready. But let's shelter the fuck out of them. Yeah, just shelter them from the entire world and even like medical right. understandings of the human body. Yeah. And then there was another one that um, was even worse. That Another instance in um, nutrition that was even worse. And that almost got the entire program shut down. Whoa. Yeah, because it happened again. So... Um, leading on from this conversation, you know, a couple, a couple weeks, you know, we talked about eating disorder and things like that. And it's a nutrition class. We're obviously talking about nutritional things, but we also had a segment on, um, body image issues, right? Basically saying to be fit and healthy, you don't have to look like a model, right? You can still be a fit and healthy person within this range. You know, you know, you, you don't have to be, you know, perfectly thin, Right. Even even if you are, you know, you have, you know, overly muscular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, you you can you can look like you. You can even be, you know, a little bit chunky and still be in a healthy range and things like that. It was basically that whole conversation, right? So we talked about body image issues and how um, social media and things like that propagate body image issues, which is a very healthy conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very like young people need to hear that. They really need to hear this. Especially in such a sheltered culture as yeah. as a church culture, but the problem was my mom had this video, and this is this was the most controversial thing she ever did, and it was um, this time lapse basically, and it was this underwear model that had her that had her photo shoot taken, right, and it, it was this video a time lapse of this one particular photo of her being photoshopped. Oh. I think I've probably seen. I think yeah, that sounds a familiar. Things like that. Maybe it was the same one. So basically, it was you know it started out with her. She had you know acne, an actual you know normal human figure, and things like that. And then it was just the the brush up, and then changing the body proportions, making her boobs bigger, making her stomach smaller, things like that. Yeah, the hourglass figure. The hourglass figure that you know thigh gap and all that. Yeah. Stuff. How are you supposed to have an hourglass figure with a thigh gap? I don't get it. But I digress. You know, there's there's problems. Gotta go to Instagram. It's real. There, 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 there's anatomical problems here. You know what I mean? But I digress because um, she showed this video in class, and I was I was in class because I, I sat in the back because I was I was cool. And and by cool, I mean I don't want to sit next to anybody, and nobody wants to sit next to me. So we just kind of kept our distance, right? Um, but I was, I was sat in the back of the class, so I saw what everybody else was doing. Almost all the class was actually covering their eyes. They were literally, like, heads down on their desks covering their eyes. And my mom had to pause, and she's like, what are y'all doing? The, this... They never... Yeah, man, that's... And, and, and then one kid piped up, and I'm like, oh. And I, I remember exactly what he said. He's like, 
you're not allowed to show this kind of stuff in here. That's what he said. And my, my, oh, okay, this, this is where the program almost got shut down because my mom lost her temper. <laughs> she basically went off in the class for about five minutes saying, okay, this is college and this is the real world. All of you have bodies with you, like it or not, and you need to know what's healthy. And you need to know what kind of image is being propagated by society and how to combat that. Of course. Yeah. You know, mentally. So you have a healthy life and you need to know what a body is and you need to know how to take care of it. And you need to be able to look at it confidently without shying your eyes away. Right? That was basically her whole rant. Mm-hmm. And um, we almost got shut down. The whole, the whole concurrent enrollment program almost got shut down. That's insane. That's wild. I feel like I remember watching that in either, like, junior high or, like, early high school. That's like, that is not controversial material. But that's a, I mean, it's such a, a niche group. You've got very, like, the, like you said, it's like a very specific type of person is going to put their child in a LDS. I guess, yeah, very conservative, very, conservative, like, private. sheltered in. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a lot of, I've seen like a lot of like homeschool type things where the, one of the reasons they put their kids through homeschool is because they, they don't want their children to be exposed yeah, to exactly. public school. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I imagine, I, I can't even imagine, um, being a, a growing girl, you know, just like a girl going through like your teenage years. Mm-hmm. And seeing men react to a woman's body in like in like shame and disgust, or, yeah, like yeah, because be... guess what? That actually probably makes the girl feel a lot worse about themselves. Oh, of course, so like, that, that cannot yeah. be healthy for a, no a woman to be like, oh, that's how men react to a woman a woman's body in her in a bikini, like uh, right, like oh, that's the the kind of just disgust and like and, kind of and what about in an intimate moment? Right, where she, where she's kind of ready to take things to the next level, and then he is just in shame and disgust looking at her. How because do you think that he, makes her feel? Because there's like this self policing yeah. for, year, for years of being like, oh, like that's bad, 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 and then all of a sudden you get into like an intimate relationship, and it's like, how do you? Like, you can't just flip on a dime, like. And I doubt that they they talk about these types of um, things with their family or with, you know, even it, it's got me so complex. I'm lucky that I kind of dodged the board. <laughs>